Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we'll be in the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. The title of this sermon is The Unsearchable Riches of Christ. Here's the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. And, and so understanding what is happening here is what he's talking about is he's talking about the unity of the Jews and the Gentiles. He's created all things through Christ Jesus. And that mystery that he's going to reveal, which we, we know is no mystery now at this point because we've understood it, is that the, the truth of, of the gospel is to go out. And it's to go out to everyone. That's what he's charged us to do. And he tells us in verse 10 to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places. So the manifold wisdom of God actually, um, one of the terms that's used there as manifold is uh, it actually deals with colors, different colors in the Greek. But one of the things I love is when I think about that, I think about Joseph's tunic, right? It was a, a, a coat of many colors in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. And so what this means is, is the manifold wisdom of God is, uh, he's saying that everybody is going to come together in harmony. Who's, who can come to the church? Everybody. Everybody. Who's welcomed in the church? Everybody. Who can follow Jesus Christ? Anybody. And you'll have people that will, will question that or try to figure out why, you know, that's possible. You know, how can the son of Sam come to faith? Or Jeffrey Dahmer? They've, they've come to know Jesus Christ. And you look at what they did prior to and you go, God can forgive anybody. The church is for everybody. That's why the head of the Satan, I don't know if he was the head of the Satanist church, but he was one of the heads of the Satanist church. Had, <laughs> Lord showed up on him and woke him up. He had that, he's got that big old tattoo that comes down with the arrow. And now he's a follower of Jesus Christ. The light's been revealed to him. Can you imagine that dude walking into church on a Sunday? Like, dude, you were just preaching that you, you were following. Man, I, God showed up. He's welcomed in the church. The church, this is where part of the, when we talked about the nature of the church, part of the nature of the church is it's for everybody. That's the beauty of this church. I remember I told y'all it's supposed to look like H-E-B or Walmart. You have different ethnicities, different ages, different uh, you know, um, man, you get skaters in here. You get, I mean, you get all kinds of stuff. This is the cool thing about a church. But what, what brings us together is Jesus Christ. It's the manifold wisdom of God, that mystery uh, that is to be made known to the church. And it's God that draws us together through His Son, Jesus Christ. 
But he says something here that's very important that we catch. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places. Now, there are a lot of teachings on, on this particular piece here. And, and the principalities and the powers in heavenly places, what he's talking about is the different rankings of angels in the armies of heaven. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, what do you have to teach them? We just read in Hebrews how there's an innumerable amount of angels that are at the throne of God, and yet they're trying to see what you're doing at church today. They're watching your life in the spiritual realm. There's demonic beings, and then you have the angels. And, 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 and what I love is if you read 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10-12, through it gives you a little more information on this. It says, Of this salvation and prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who, has, who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. And the glories that would follow to them, it was revealed that not themselves but to us that they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to, to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. That, that term desire to look into actually means to stoop down. They're trying to figure out how, how. I know that guy. I was watching him last week, and he was a train wreck, and he was addicted to meth, and now he's walking with God. They're stooping down and seeing because they're, they're a separate created being. They don't have free will like you have. You have free will. You have a choice to follow him. They're trying to figure out how is that person upset with his husband or his wife. And they're yelling and screaming. And then they seek forgiveness from God. And they're like, they're stooping down going, man, how? They're watching. They're looking down intently at us and it's to think that you have an invisible audience and what are you teaching them think about that just for a second what are we teaching them when we come into the church with the wrong heart i don't i don't want to worship i don't feel like it today the angels are stooping down going well what's wrong with mike today how come he's not glorifying god right we have an audience when i read that i was like wow that's so cool. That's why you think you're getting away with something. That's why my, my I forget if it was my grandma, Grandma Jenkins that used to say it. What you do is front page news in heaven. You may think you're getting away with it, but it's front page news in heaven. Mike, do me a favor, turn off that air conditioner. I think everybody's freezing to death. It's cold. We usually come in and it's hot, so that's why we turned it down real good today. And I'll just turn up the temp. It'll be fine. Thanks, bud. Verse 11, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it was always an eternal purpose. So as we were looking at Genesis, one of the things we looked at is we, we knew that Adam and Eve were going to fall because we have, we have the Bible. We have the complete book. We know. But please understand that it wasn't a surprise to God. It wasn't at some point where God goes, oh, okay, I, better, I need to do this other thing because I didn't think this was going to happen. That's not, God's all-knowing. God stands outside of time. 
God had everything in place and planned out. Uh, he, he had the master plan for his son to come, uh, for uh, him to be born. The incarnation of Jesus Christ, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and the glorification of Christ. God has everything mapped out. The eternal purposes are there. But the question is, is like when we talk about eternal purposes, I think sometimes we forget, and this is a way that you need to share with people, we all have a road of eternity. Because a lot of people know, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to spend eternity. Well, where are you spending it? Because my eternal purpose is with Christ. I'm covered, like when we talked about in Hebrews, where it's sprinkled by the blood, like we're covered by the blood of Christ. And that's a beautiful thing. But if you're, if you're not covered by the blood of Christ, if you've not confessed your sins, if you've not asked Christ into your heart, you're on the other road of eternity, which is hell. And that's, that's the question you have to ask people. is like, where are you going to go when you die? I know you don't want to believe in God, and I know all that stuff, but do you have, like, what's your eternal plan? Because I know what mine is. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and he's going to go, I see Jesus, because I'm covered by the blood. Right? That's one of, one of Christ's sheep. Innocent. Paid. Debt's paid. Because I couldn't pay it myself. And so it's important for us to see that. I mean, it's, it, we have an eternal purpose, but I, I, for some reason, I'm not sure why people... people and, and the other thing is, I, I think, man, I think in the 80s and 90s, a lot of the movies made hell, even the cartoons, like it was a place of party, you know? And, oh, well, uh, you know, we can get high, we can do whatever. I was like, oh, no, no, no. When you read the Bible, <laughs> it's not going to be that. When you are, you read them those scriptures. Give them the actual, what it says in Scripture, what the different levels of hell are. Oh, Lord. Like, when you start reading that stuff, it's, it'll wake you up. And verse 12 says, In whom we, again, he's talking Jew and Gentile, have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. So God saves both the ungodly Jew and the ungodly Gentile. But through that, we have access to his son. Jesus Christ and we are his church we are his bride and we can come to him in boldness and access with confidence and faith in him man if you have something that's weighing on your heart you have something you come with confidence you come with boldness Lord it says in your word that you're the ultimate position you come with boldness you start reading off scripture that's what we do. It's like you come with boldness. You healed and you start reading off the scriptures where people were healed in the Bible. This is what I'm asking for. It's again, you, you go with boldness and access with the word of God in prayer. Don't be afraid to bust the Bible open. You don't always have to pray with your eyes closed. Man, if you just open it up and say, Lord, you know, it says here. You know, it, 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 at the end of the day, like, it, you pray. You pray with boldness. And you go to com with Him with confidence. You have access to Him. You're His child. You belong to Him. And He wants to hear from you. And look, you know, you think about some, some heavy prayers. The lady that had the, the bleeding issue prayed for many years. Sarah prayed for many years for a child. And, and you go to boldness with confidence and you say, Lord, it says this in the scripture and I'm praying for this. I am your child. And if it's your will, Lord, you, you open the doors. You make this happen. 
And if this is not your will, then you, even if you heal me in heaven, are you going to be okay with that? If that's his will. It's the reality of it. It's like we have to come to him and, and he wants to hear from us. He is our father, our Abba father. Last point here, the mission for the reader in verse 13. As we looked at the manifold wisdom and the unsearchable riches of Christ, now we look at the mission for the reader. It says, Therefore I ask to you, do not lose heart at my tribulations for you. So the Apostle Paul, he goes in and, and, he, and he's reminding them, and this goes all the way back to the very beginning as he has the therefore there. Remember, he said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles. He's reminding them, like, look, like, don't lose heart because I'm in prison. Don't lose heart because I'm chained to a Roman guard. You know, don't lose heart because I'm, I'm, I am a prisoner for the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't hinder him. It doesn't stop him from doing what God has called him to do. Paul even gives us that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and then faithful in Christ Jesus. He's like, look, this was God's will for me to be a prisoner in Rome. And I'm a prisoner for Christ Jesus. I'm doing His will. Do you look at your circumstances in that capacity? I don't. This is, this is an eye-opener for me. Oh, you go, but, but you're the pastor. Hey, sometimes we look at things and we're like, well, why does this have to happen? You know what happened this week? And, and you know, I was struggling. We had a, I had a fever Tuesday. But I remember me and my wife having the conversation Wednesday because I was like, am I going to be able to teach Wednesday? I broke the fever Tuesday night. And I was just like, Praise God, man. What grace that it happened on a Tuesday and not Wednesday night. <laughs> do we look at things differently because we're followers of Christ? Or do we look at them cynical? Right? Paul, that's not Paul. It was never Paul. Paul was like, everything that I am is by the grace of God. Everything that I am is by the grace of God. Even if I'm a, a prisoner for Christ, I'm, it, I'm by the grace of God. He's allowed me to do this. Look what he says, and this is why we don't lose heart at our tribulations. Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 13 says this, But I want you to know, brethren, that the things that happened to me actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. Every person that's chained to Paul is getting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And guess what's happening? The palace guards are following Jesus. And so we may see that the struggles and the, the persecution that we go through sometime, but man, it's an awesome thing when you see God's work be done through that. That's why sometimes it's so hard because, you know, it's so easy to walk away or quit, but we need to be single-minded in the thing that God has called us to do, that God has given you the opportunity to the furtherance of the gospel, that that trial that you're going through is to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we rejoice in God and, and we say, Lord, you know, just bring me people and I can share Christ with. Because look, I understand we, go th we all go through seasons of life. We all go through trials and tribulations. And let me tell you, it's hard to hear somebody say that when you're in the middle of a trial. When you're going through it and you're deep in the valley. We had a, a young girl that um, had two little ones and had a baby on the way. And she wanted to serve during the whosoevers. 
and uh, her husband and her always kind of served during those events and so we got to have her husband come out and help out and then we we encouraged them to um, to come for the adult teen challenge and she was like she felt so like I shouldn't go because I got my kids and and we were like just go ahead and bring them and what was so cool is is she was in a really hard season she lost her mom a couple couple years earlier right before the baby the other baby was born and um she was in a in a tough season and the ladies from the whosoever's if y'all got to meet them they were awesome christina and the other ladies but um I, was it margaret babe the one from california with the cowboy hat i always get the names wrong she's from cali I, that that one i know um but she sewed into this young mom who is in a really tough season and fixing to go into a harder season because she has a brand new baby a couple weeks later she gave birth to that baby but they just they just loved on her and they encouraged her and they told her you know one of the things that I, I really thought when I thought about this verse is they were they were encouraging her not to lose heart not to grow weary not to give up that this is just a season and it'll pass and I watched these older moms surround this young mom and encourage her and do you understand that's what the church is that's what the body of christ is it's it's the beauty of of seeing that come together and that's what paul was saying this was for furtherance of the gospel because let me tell you something that young mom with those two kids were there with those moms who were coming off addictions and going through some heavy stuff and they were encouraged by seeing those children in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, it says that no one should be shaken by these afflictions, for you yourself know that we are appointed to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that we would suffer tribulation, just as it happened, and you know. So now you know. Okay? You have appointed times for affliction. Well, wait a minute. I'm a follower of Christ. What does it do? If you go into it with the, the mindset of it's for the furtherance of the gospel, let me tell you something. Like, like the stuff me and my wife have gone through in our marriage is for the furtherance of the gospel. We're able to sow into other younger couples. We know, man, we know when it, we can be prideful and puffed up and angry and upset. But we also know when we're focused on doing what God has called us to do, man, it's for the furtherance of the gospel. So we shouldn't freak out when every time we have a, a trial or a tribulation or somebody decides to come up against us because that seems to happen quite a bit now. But it's just the way that, that the Lord is working through us, you know, trying to mature us still. We're still learning. We're still growing too. And guess what? We have people that minister to us that are older couples than us that sow into us. You know, that's the beauty of the church. That's why you need all different ages, all different ethnicities, all different groups of people, because we all go through different things. If you've never been to prison, you have no idea what it's like, so you can't speak on that. Just because you watch some movie, right? Well, I watched The Godfather, I watched American Me, that was all BC days. I watched American Me, I can talk to you about prison. No, you can't. You can't. Don't do that. God has placed people that have gone through those trials and those tribulations to minister to those younger kids and that younger generation because they can speak on something that you can't speak on. And that trial that they went through, 
And that affliction that they went through, God will use it. God will use it. So if you're holding on by a thumbnail, 2 Corinthians 4.1, Therefore, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3.13, But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Like right now, think about the valley that you're in and the, the, the struggles that you're in. Does fruit grow overnight? Does a tomato happen overnight? No, it takes time. It's in due season. And so the season that you're in right now, just cling to Christ. Who's the one that gets you through the, 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 through the, the valley? It's Christ. He walks ahead of you. And He may have to carry you for some of the way. It's Christ. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Therefore I ask uh, that you do not lose heart in my tribulations for you, which is your glory. So Paul's suffering, uh, and what he's saying is the power of God may be revealed through the apostles' weakness. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 it says, And he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore most gladly I will, would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He's like, what I'm going through. It's for the power of Christ. It's for Him to get the glory. A.W. Tozer said this, Before God can uh, use a man greatly, He must allow him to be hurt deeply. Oh, wait a minute. Man, I wait. I don't want that. <laughs> right? Can we talk about the love a little bit more? Or the Right? Let's talk about the love of Christ. But we read that and we go, Man, God can use a man greatly. He must allow him to be hurt deeply. Broken. Some of the greatest victories that have happened in your life is in the brokenness because that's where God does some of the, the greatest work in your life because you're doing what? You're, you're clinging to Him. Clinging to Him. Don't forget that. Don't let go of Him. Don't, hey, if you want to scream at Him in anger and yell and Lord, please, where are you? You can do that. And then you can ask for forgiveness a few minutes later. Lord, I'm sorry, I've just had a moment. But he wants to hear from you. You're his child. He knows the valley that you're in because he's guiding you through it. If you're struggling through that, read Psalm 23. Beautiful, beautiful verse. Beautiful chapter of the Bible. So what is our application? What do you possibly have to teach the angels? And how does it affect you to think that they're actually watching, they're stooping over, desiring to look into what you're doing? Just think about church today, right? Walking through the doors and the way we worship God, the way we, we worship the Lord through music, through word. They're desiring to look, on, uh, look into uh, and, and, and they're stooping down to see it. But one of the things I think about when I think about that is I have a, a grandson who mimics everything I say now, right? What are they getting out of your life? Is it, is it, is it godly? Is it glorifying God? What are you teaching them? Right? Second, how confident, how confident are you about approaching, approaching God? Are you lacking the confidence that God wants you to have? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in Him. Every person can come to Christ in faith. But it's not with self-confidence. It's through Christ. 
when we step out in faith or we, we're seeking answers and knocking on the door, asking for answers for a prayer, we don't come in our own self-confidence. We come in faith and we come knowing that Christ is the only one that can answer those prayers. We also know that Christ is the only one that's going to guide our steps if He's put something for you to do in ministry. But we need to boldly come with access knowing that He's available to us. And last, how do you view the tribulations that you have had to go through? Did you glorify God? Did you furtherance the gospel? I don't think that's up there. Is that up there? Oh, the Lord gave me that one. That was a bonus. Praise God. I love that. The Holy Spirit. Man, I love it. That one hurt. Woo. Are you in a tribulation today? Are you losing heart? Remember Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And I shared this verse with y'all last week, and I will keep sharing this verse with y'all. In Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If you're losing heart today, don't leave out of here without us praying for you. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 